You've read or heard or preached the scripture this week. Now what? Join me, Pastor Carissa, and my colleague, Pastor Alan, as we explore the spaces between the Sundays in our podcast, Soft Idolatry. Welcome to Soft Idolatry. This is uh, season four, episode one. That's right. It's a brand new season of our podcast. Tell them more, Carissa. Well, we are shifting our focus just a, a little bit. Actually, we're not so much shifting our focus as we're adjusting our format uh, in this in this new season. We're, we're acknowledging new realities in our lives and schedules, particularly for Carissa. Uh, yeah, with the, the doctorate program and, and everything else that's going on. But even beyond that, just the way that we have naturally been uh, flowing in our conversations, um, it has been less and less bound speci- to specific texts um, or just the sermon moment and really has encompassed more of our ministry in general, what it means to be um, a Christian, what it means to be called vocationally in our case, um, and how we live out scripture in, you know, murder hornets and a second wave of of major civil rights movements and this crazy, insane presidential election cycle and all that stuff, <laughs> right? So wait, what stuff? You, you've heard there's a, there's an election coming up, right? Well, I, I know that I, I, I believe and hope that you and I are among the elect, but, uh, you know, beyond Calvin, I'm not sure what you're talking about. Yeah, you're so full of it, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you gotta, you gotta work at a good Calvin reference if the topic is election, right? Do, do you, though? I don't. I would rather work in a good Bart reference if we're going to talk about election, because I like where Bart goes better than Calvin on that. But uh, you know, uh, you know, to paraphrase Gandhi, I, I I like your Calvin. It's your Calvinists I'm not so crazy about. There you go. <laughs> I don't. I don't hate Calvin for the record. No, no, no. 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 I, I do have a fond spot. I think Calvin has some really fun and interesting things to say about worship and liturgy and how mm-hmm. that affects our whole lives and carries through. And gosh, hey, what a great, a great place to go with that, I guess, today as we're uh, we're going to lean more into what does it look like? Uh, what does soft idolatry look like in in the world around us? Yeah, I, I mean, do you, do you want to start with Sunday's texts or or what? So I think that this week it would behoove us to at least mention what those texts texts are this this week because that has shaped um, the the theme and direction that we're going today with this this first episode of this series. Yeah, and there there is a lot of good stuff going on, but I think we are both going to spend the bulk of our time in the gospel reading this week, are we not? Uh, I am leaning heavily in Leviticus this week too, though, because you know how I feel about the holiness code. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. Um, So, you know, let's, let's start with the gospel though and work back because we've got a story here that appears in 
uh, all three of the Synoptic Gospels. And for those of you who aren't keeping score at home, those are uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Correct. Uh, we call those the Synoptics because they follow roughly the same narrative. Yes, they the same narrative and chronology. Um, they Ish. look alike. Ish, Ish. yes, yeah. for sure. But the, the key there is that all three of those are on a one-year cycle where the Gospel of John covers a three-year time span, roughly. And um, so let's just say that the author of John had some different priorities and that I believe, and I think, Carissa, you probably would agree with me, that in terms of uh, the historical Jesus, um, the Synoptic Gospels are going to be a little bit closer to the actual events than the Gospel of God. Our poor listeners, we are about five minutes into this podcast, and we've already brought up <laughs> Calvin, Bart, and the historical Jesus. Yes, God spare right. you all. Um, God it's spare be you a all. Long ride. My 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 larger point, though, is that this is an important story, and it is so important that we hear it in all three of those Gospels. And uh, though I like the version of it in the Gospel of Mark better, the crux of this is that Jesus gets drawn into a discussion or an argument, and he gets asked, which is the greatest and first commandment? And his answer, of course, is, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. And, uh, and then he says, a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Now, the first part of that, uh, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, is uh, taken from a Hebrew prayer called the Shema, and that's a foundational statement in Judaism, um, that there is only one God, and you are to love that God, God, with every fiber of your being. And, and then the second part of that comes from Leviticus chapter 19, verse 18, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus says, on this hang all of the law and the prophets. Wait, did I get that right? Yes. Yes, yes. I did. I did. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at it on my computer, but my mic is blocking my view and I'm doing it from memory. And, and as I said, it appears in two other gospels with tiny, tiny differences but the thrust of the story is the same. Love God, love neighbor. And it is just central to our identity in Christ. And so the reading that Carissa mentions from Leviticus includes that, and it's part of what scholars call the holiness code. Yes. Uh, chapter 19 begins this section of Leviticus that is the Holiness Code. And it's called the Holiness Code because it is. it, it starts off by saying, you've been told to love God with all your heart and all that stuff um, and uh, love your neighbor as yourself. And then it says, and here's how to love your neighbor. 
as yourself. Here is what it looks like to be God's holy people. And holy means set aside. Holy does not mean you got all the rules right. Holy does not mean you are special. Um, you're a special little princess or whatever. You're not special. You're, I, uh, there it is. I was waiting for it. There it is. You and your Yinzer accent. Oh my gosh. So yeah, but you're not. Yeah. And this is how you act as God's set aside people who are called to be different. Yes. Uh, or set apart. Understand that the, uh, the Pentateuch in particular, the first five books of the Hebrew Bible are about God's relationship with humanity and particularly God's relationship with God's chosen people, Israel, and they are set apart to be a blessing to other nations, to all peoples, actually. And that's why they are holy. That's why they are in this special relationship. And that makes them different from every other people in the world because God chose them to bless all of the others. Yeah, and I think that idea of blessing others is super important. Uh, when we're thinking about who's my neighbor, how do I love my neighbor, why is this an important part of who I am? Um, God's people, and in the case of Leviticus, God is speaking specifically to the people of Israel at that time. Um, but Jesus is speaking to Jesus followers. <laughs> and... Um, what we are meant to be as as God's people is a is God's blessing to other people. So if you are not a blessing to other people, if you are not loving your neighbor, guess what? You missed. And it's time to reorient yourself or repent as we say in the Christian context. And that's a return to a proper relationship with God in which you are a blessing to others. And what this has to do with the broader theme of idolatry is when we worship idols, when we focus on idols, when we focus on the things that are not God or not of God, we drift into idolatry and we start to find ways to defend the things that we do that are in fact not a blessing to others i am going to get it myself into some trouble this week with these passages uh -oh. i think uh, i was just working on my my sermon today one of the changes in our formatting is we'll probably be releasing the podcast uh, late in the week before our sermons are preached rather than waiting until after like we've done in the past. Um, so you'll get to hear us process before that. Well, let's not promise anything before we have a track record. I just said, I said probably, right? <laughs> <laughs> they're they're going to release when I'm done editing them. Let's put it that way. Uh, hopefully by 
Friday or Saturday-ish most weeks. Um, so look for that later in the week and we'll find our, our rhythm at some point, but that's part of our change-ups. Anyway, all that to say, uh, as I was working on my, my sermon today, one of the lines that I found uh, falling out onto the paper was, if a particular candidate or party has convinced you that they are God's chosen or the Christian candidate or party, you have been duped. Yes, that is most certainly um, flirting with at a bare minimum. Flirting, no pun intended there. Um, wait, there was no pun there. No, Never there mind. was no. Um, there was no that, pun intended or enacted. Or enacted, correct. <laughs> no uh, pun made. That is definitely flirting with idolatry. Yeah, and I think that it is. Um, it it's putting. It's putting the wrong thing first. We should vote, y'all. <laughs> we'll probably talk a little bit more about that in the next two weeks as we get to the election and after the election and find out what in the world's going to happen, because none of us know what that's going to look like, other than potentially insane. Um, we should absolutely vote, and we should vote our conscience. There's my Presbyterian uh, party line right there. And uh, and we should vote in in ways that are looking out for the best interest of other people's and not just self-interest and not just the interests of people who look or talk or sound or act like us. All that to say that if we are counting on a particular person or political party to turn this into a Christian nation or to enact God's will or make the law of the land look like the law of scripture, we are doing exactly what the Pharisees are doing right here in insisting that everyone follow every law according to their interpretation. And uh, we have forgotten that our first and foremost call is to love God and to love one another. If your, if your political party sign is a more prominent part of your home than your Bible or your cross or your mezuzah, you've got your priorities a little mixed up. Yeah, and if you are so wound up about how wrong the other guy is— or how stupid the other person's supporters are, that you can't see them as the beloved children of God that they are. If you see them as the enemy that must be vanquished, um, if you see them as uh, a mortal threat to America, then maybe you are putting your faith in something other than God. Um, if, if you are seeing the people who vote differently than you as the enemy that must be destroyed, as, uh, as less than human for their decisions, you are definitely not seeing them as people who are created in the image of God. And if you are positing the destruction 
of the United States. If if you are more worried about the future of the United States than about your neighbor as a beloved child of God, then you are worshiping an idea of the United States rather than worshiping God. Uh, I don't know if you saw me on the video there, Alan, but I just pumped my fist in agreement with you. Because <laughs> I, I was about I to jump in and say exactly that. If you are more worried about the demise of a particular country, any country, I don't care which, including America, right? If you're more worried about the demise of a country or a government than you are about loving your neighbor, that's idolatry. But but what if what if that demise could produce the second coming of, of the Christ? Okay, then you need to go back and review the Revelation series. <laughs> we just spent the whole summer in Revelation, man. <laughs> Indeed. Well, we've we've been living in uh, a a prophetic time regardless. So, um, yeah, there's that. Yeah. Uh, yes. I also, um, I, I sometimes when I preach this passage, but I'm not going to this week, lean into the idea of it says, love your neighbor as yourself. So there is an indication there that if you do not care for yourself at all, you cannot effectively love others. And so sometimes I preach boundaries because mm -hmm. I think having good boundaries is important. Sometimes I preach having a little bit of grace for yourself. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not going there this week, but I think it's an important concept for us to remember. Yeah, right I, I think in a, in a different time, that would absolutely be a wonderful direction to go in a sermon because we do lots of things that are <laughs> um, liking ourselves, but not loving ourselves. Yeah. And, and I think that even in another time of 2020, I would lean a little harder into that having grace for yourself in, in this time, because we're all having days where we are a hot mess. Like every one of us is having days where we're melting down and we're just being nasty to the people around us. And so we need to go easy on ourselves. And when we have a, a day like that, own it, say this is 2020 <laughs> and wake up the next day and let it be a different day. Right. Um, so do that. Have grace for yourselves, beloved. But right now, as everything 2020 is coming to a head and getting completely worse, <laughs> right? In so many ways, cases of COVID are rising. The presidential election is a big, hot, steaming pile of sin. Um, you know, everything is bad. Great. Um, we need to remember to still love each other. That matters more than the United States of America. It does. That, that's the most important thing. The only thing that matters more than loving one another is loving God. Yeah, and I think um, I, I, was, I was just thinking about this, you know, obscene amounts of money are spent on political campaigns on it's worse than advertising professional football. yes um 
on advertising, on staffing, on all sorts of things. And, uh, you know, as Carissa said, vote your conscience. And if your conscience urges you to offer financial support to a candidate, by all means, offer that support. But I would just consider that you might make equal donations to your church. For every dollar you donate to a presidential campaign or any other campaign, throw a buck in the collection plate. Or above what you normally would. I yes, would add. above what you normally would. Correct. Um, if if it's <laughs> you know if you want to make sure that you are not um, are not well, I, I won't say that. If you are able to see that we flirt with idolatry or cross the line from flirting into practicing idolatry from time to time. Uh, perhaps a way to return to a right relationship with God is to let your dollars do the talking and give a little bit more. And I think that means that I probably ought to write another check to the church myself. <laughs> I think that brings up an interesting point, too. Um, we're not here to lecture. <laughs> um, these conversations come from our own wrestling with God, our own wrestling with the Holy Spirit as well. Uh, you know, when I write in my sermon about it, it's okay to put your political sign in your yard as long as your cross or your mezuzah or your uh, Bible are as prominent in your home. I'm doing a mental checklist of my home. Is it as obvious that we are a Christian home as it is that we are supporting a particular political party? Um, so these are things that, that your pastors are wrestling with as well. Uh, for, for the record, I have no political signs on my porch. I don't have a yard. I do have a Bible on my bookshelf. and Just one? Uh, lightweight? I have a church full of them not a mile from the apartment <laughs> oh also there's one in my car <laughs> okay well that's we'll count that then mm -hmm. and there's probably not a political sign in your car correct that would be weird that yeah <laughs> i i guess unless you're like working for a campaign anyway sorry rabbit trail mm -hmm. but um yeah i i think that Sometimes we want to be American Christians, but not Christian Americans. Like, which comes yeah. first? Right. And th this, for me, identity is one of those recurring themes in my sermons, identity in Christ. And that you've, you've hit it right there. We see ourselves as American Christians rather than Christian Americans. And again, we have to ask the question, if American comes first, who are we worshiping? Yep, absolutely. And I don't think anyone would ever accuse me of not being patriotic 
for the record. I do uh, value this country. I value living here usually. I get excited about going other places too. But, um, you know, this is where my roots are, at least for the past couple hundred years. And I, I love... I love politics. I really do. And I think it's important to be involved. I just think that that we have to look at that as one of the things that we as Christians do, but not a defining characteristic. Yeah, and it our political engagement has to flow from our identity in Christ. And to do that effectively and to avoid the soft idolatry of worshiping party or party leaders, we have to constantly examine our faith and our actions and our actions in the light of our faith and the call of the call that we find in scripture and the love that we are called to share. Yeah. And that, that's just going to be so important to remember. Uh, a lot of people have already voted. Um, I know your state did only mail-in voting. You're in New Jersey. We, we have um, mostly mail-in. Uh, if you have some sort of physical disability, you can make arrangements to go to a polling place and even use a voting machine if necessary. Um, I physically took my ballot to the polling place, well, not the polling place, to the Board of Elections, and dropped mine off uh, yesterday. So, uh, but yeah, we we are, for the most part, mail only or drop off at County Board of Elections, but in-person voting on Election Day, not happening. We are still having in-person voting on Election Day here in Pennsylvania. Um, interestingly, um, our, our best friends who live down the street from us, they're in our, our, we've considered them part of our household for COVID pandemic purposes. Uh, they're in our, in our bubble. Um, but interestingly, my, my husband and uh, Katie both got mail-in ballots and mailed them back in. Uh, her husband, Aaron, and I, neither of us had signed up for mail-in ballots this time around um, and didn't realize until it was pretty much too late to to sign up for one how different this year, this fall was going to be. I don't know why that didn't occur to me. It probably should have, but it's like you're like just trying to get through one day at a time, right? Like you don't, you just want church to still happen somehow. <laughs> and so November seemed really far away. And I was going to deal with it then. So so Aaron and I have made plans. You know, they talk about making your voting plan. And I think that's a good, smart thing to do because we should be voting. Uh, we should not be relying on this election to clean up the country or make it Christian or make God's will or law happen. But one of the ways we can influence the world around us and act out in love is is voting. So make your voting plan. Anyway, we've made our plan to walk to the polls together to the neighborhood poll that morning uh, and vote in person. Very good. So vote. So, so vote. <laughs> However it looks like for you, if you haven't done it yet, get on that. 
Well, I think maybe we've probably um, exhausted the topic. I think probably we didn't really talk much about what it looks like to love neighbor, but I think that there's so many different nuances to that based on circumstance that if we dig into that, we're going to be here another hour. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, we might even cut this little bit of patter out, but I like how you say we. <laughs> Kimasabi. We we will not cut that little bit of, of of banter out. All that to say, this is about priorities. I think that's where our yeah. focus is right now. Yeah, I think so. And uh, so, just always remember: love God and love neighbor, and let that inform everything you do and be mindful exactly exactly uh why don't you uh offer a prayer and a blessing i still like that piece of our flow together and then i'll sign us off okay god of grace and mercy in these troubled times Send us your peace. Make us a channel of your peace. Let us share your peace and love and joy with everyone we meet. Let us shine light in darkness and let us work to make the world as you would have it rather than as it is. We ask all this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And now, may the God who makes everything holy and whole make you holy and whole, put you together in mind and body and spirit, and live and love as we are called to live and love all of God's creation. Amen. Amen. Thank you, friends, for joining us for the first episode of the fourth season of Soft Idolatry. We're delighted that you are here with us, whether you are um, a tried and true listener who's been around for a while or you're you're brand new just coming on. We're glad to have you here. And you can connect with us on our website at softidolatry.com. And you can find information on how to connect to us through social media and uh, ways to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Uh, Hey, Alan. Yes, Carissa. You may know the answer to this, but speaking of political parties and, and elections of all of that, did you know that the cats have their own communist party? The cats have their own communist party? Yeah, it, the the kitty communists. Do you know who their leader is? Uh, that would be Mao. It would be Chairman Meow. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We're not, uh, we're, I haven't changed the, the dad joke part of the format. It, clearly. I, do, I don't want to lose listeners because we've dumped the best part of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if they didn't leave us after the first couple of puns. <laughs> They're sticking around for the long haul. Well done. Mm-hmm.
All right. We'll catch you next week, friends. Thanks for joining us on Soft Idolatry. For show notes and more information, check out our website at softidolatry.com. To send us questions or comments, you can email us at info at softidolatry.com. And if you'd like to help support this podcast, please become a patron at www.patreon.com slash softidolatry. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.